Hello, I'm Richard Fieldhouse and I'm going to give you a quick run through of uh, the June edition of the NESGP's The Sessional GP magazine, which is coming out today and um, is just give you uh, sort of hopefully whet your appetite before you have a start looking through it yourself. So the first article we have is from Sarah Chambers and that's on how to uh, catch all the information all the evidence for your appraisal. It's, a, it's, um, it's going to be in two parts, and this is the first part, and you can click through to the second part. Um, and it's, as, as GPs working in, in the same practice or different practices, we're generating evidence all the time. I always think of it as if it's a, a tractor ploughing a field and, and it's kicking up all this ground, and, and we just don't collect all of it, we just leave it lying, lying there. But if we can actually capture it as we go along, between surgeries, from surgery to surgery, um, I mean, it's hundreds and hundreds of hours of learning we actually do, and all we need is to present 50 hours of that in our appraisal. So what Sarah does uh, in this article to begin with is... is how to just get yourself set up for more sort of 21st century ways of collecting it rather than um, paper and, and pen and notebooks and stuff, actually using sort of electronic means. And so Sarah goes through not just the sort of the things we can use like um, Evernote apps for your smartphone and that, that synchronise online and that are free, uh, but also other things like um, Google's own Google Docs, which is also free um we've both come across people locums using usb sticks uh for example which just tend to get lost or they often um get blocked by the by the it department that's managing the computers the practices computer systems because they're not uh, you can introduce viruses and all that sort of thing so probably not a wise thing to do but of course sarah goes through some of the the uh, the issues you can get with um uh, by 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 logging into computer systems from practices, one of those being that you can accidentally leave yourself logged in. So um, some advice there, um, and also uh, quite interesting. Sorry, goes through a couple of books because it's all very well having these systems in place, but you, in order to change your behaviour, you need to set up habits. And in order to set up habits, you need those triggers. And there's a couple of books, um, one, one which I have read, which is the Dave Allen one, Getting Things Done. Um, great book. Uh, and it really does, it really, really did help me become a lot more organised. Um, and Sarah's also read um, How to Be a Productivity Ninja, which I've never read, um, but I know that's one Sarah swears by, um, and that I know that's certainly uh, changed the way she's um, picked things up as, as she goes along. Um, so that's the the first article by Sarah. The next article is on um, it's by Liz, it's Liz, our friend Liz Densley on the um, NHS pension scheme and from an accountant's point of view and Liz goes over a few things to watch out for as 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 it's that coming to that time of year when many of us are now picking up last year's accounts and starting to get them all ready for our accountant one of the problems Liz comes across which which she goes through in this article is how I don't know I, I fall foul of this is I happily pay my pension contributions uh at least I think I'm paying them but I'm not brilliant at actually checking that the payment has actually gone through it may well be that the check got lost in the post but what liz is saying is that if we don't check and 
a payment hasn't gone through for whatever reason, let's say check it has been lost in the post, but we're claiming tax against it, um, then we are opening ourselves up to uh, being accused of fraud, accusations of fraud, um, because we're, we're claiming tax back on money that we haven't actually spent. So um, some really good top tips here from Liz on that um, and uh, other things we can do to avoid that about pay, paying buybacks, etc., etc. So some good, some, some good, some good bullet points and good tips from Liz. Um, so that's Liz's article, Money Matters article. Uh, oh, there's a little advert here about the uh, Essex Sessional GP conference coming up on the 30th of September, which I highly recommend because uh, I'm actually going to be there speaking. Um, and if you can click on the advert, you'll be able to download a programme of that and apply to go. I know it's in Essex, it's on a Saturday, um, but there's no reason anyone from around the country can't go to that. Uh Next article is on risk management from our friends at the Medical Protection Society. This is Rachel Birch, who's um, written about just staying secure, again, not falling foul of or making a, a silly mistake um, by accidentally um, using the wrong NHS email account. And we, you're probably already aware about um only when emailing any patient confidential, any patient identifiable information is to always use NHS email to NHS email. But there are some other e email systems there that can be used. For example, if you're dealing with social services who might not be might not have NHS email, but what to look out for there. But also, um, Rachel talks about sharing on Facebook. That's becoming ever more popular, very um a useful way of of sharing information with colleagues and and, and Rachel talks about um, actually how we must get consent from the patient before we even take the photograph but also just how really insecure these things can be how Facebook can be insecure for example if you're using NHS email if you're using it on your smartphone you're probably aware that your smartphone automatically makes you update your passcode every three months well Facebook doesn't do that and of course Facebook security, your, your kids, your family, your partner, um, anybody can um, can access your Facebook account. And of course, if they're not a doctor and you're seeing um, images and sharing information, just be aware that um, the five or six thousand other GPs who are on your Facebook group might have a, a reporter, let's say, as, as, as their partner who might have access to their um, accounts and can easily see the sort of posts you're, you're you're uh, you're posting and and um and very finally rachel finishes off with with of course check with your employer if you're uh locoming in a practice or a salary gp it just might be completely against your contract to to share anything like this on social media so so do check with them do check your contract then uh, new contributors, uh, legal and medical, um, Nigel Farrer has written an article about um, ISA savings and the new ISA um, uh, saving limit has gone up to £20,000, but also goes into quite a bit of detail about the new leases, the lifetime ISAs, ISAs. And, um, and if you've already got a help to buy ISA, whether you should stick with that or mo move over to a lifetime ISA. And Nigel talks about um, the, the age parameters. I, I wasn't aware that the uh, lifetime ISAs 
um, you had to be between the age of 18 and 40. And I'm not, but obviously quite a lot of us are uh, between that age. And if you haven't already bought a house, um, it could be a really good... If you're thinking of buying in your, your first house in the next few years, then it looks like a lifetime ISA could be brilliant because, of course, the, the government are contributing um, a 25% bonus into that, which sounds fantastic. Um, so have a good look at that a good look at that article um if that applies to you sonia hudden taylor as uh, carries on her series about setting goals and in, in, in this article goes through the um the smart the smart um the specific measurable achievable relevant and time um way of 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 sort of surgical filter of of of, of applying these parameters to to goal setting so that you can spend an awful lot of time thinking about goals. You come to set them, but if you haven't done them in, in what Sonia argues, in, in a smart way, then they're as kind of as good as useless, really. So, and she's, Sonia gives a couple of examples of, of really, some really bad examples, but also some, some really good examples of how to set a smart goal. Um, then we have uh, Kate Little, uh, a, a great article on. Um, on I sort of keep what she calls the the the, the wheel, uh, was it the wheel of the wheel of wheel of the wheel of well being, um, which was new to me, and and the wheel of well being is broken down into six parts: the body, the mind, the spirits, people, place, and planet. So, um, about sort of staying healthy in in a in a in a holistic sense in a, in a whole body sense body is about your physical health mind uh, a lot of about um mindfulness spirit which is sort of about um doing good altruism and um uh, helping people being charitable those, those sort of things the philanthropic side of things and how that um can help us uh, feel better be better about people but about reconnecting with with old friends new friends there's a couple of talks if you're you're looking at the pdf version of the newsletter which you download from the website as well as the online version um although it's not clear but you can actually um if you click on the on the words where we talk about ted talks you'll actually go through to the videos there's no it's not underlined for some reason on the pdf version but it will take the links still do work um yeah, so so that's a really good read there from Kate. Lots of thought gone into that. There was a nice picture as well from um, our friend Claire de Mortimer from from um, sunny Scotland, and also the front cover this edition as well is another beautiful painting from Claire. And um, again on this watercolour, the thick midge soup, um, Claire calls it. If you click on the NESGP after hours, that'll link you through to the NESGP website, and again you'll have a whole host of. Um, paintings there from Claire. Louise Hudman has done a summary of a clinical guideline um, on bladder pain syndrome. Uh, I found that very interesting, particularly it's, it's just one of those conditions which you don't often know um, what to advise patients. But towards the end, the end of that article, there's a whole load of stuff um, on, on, on GP management that we can actually um, kickstart off for patients, um, for patients to go away and try. And, and there's seven or eight, nine of those. And uh, who knows, one may well work for them. 
And then lastly, from from um, Judith, uh, an asks article here. You'll see there's a picture um, with with uh, Judith's husband's hand pointing to um, one of the authors uh, of of of, a, of of several memoirs that Judith's been reading from consultants. And and Judith argues here that that these consultants, cardiologists, neurologists, urologists, um, who have now retired, can actually be very frank and say an awful lot. Of, of candid stuff about working as a surgeon now they're no longer bound by all those constraints of being an active surgeon as a lot here about lsd experimentation um, and also a lot about the nhs and the failings of the nhs and, and and frankness about that with which judith has put in her usual indomitable style so anyway so that's a, a brief roundup of uh, this month's magazine i hope you enjoy it and um, any feedback, let us know.